specifically in this pew from the about one, two, three, four, five, the youth, but they get younger as they go back, but you can listen. But last Sunday, the Lord spoke to my heart about missions. And I mentioned Pastor Joshua, and he looked at me and said, well, that's nice, you know, kind of, I mean, when the Lord speaks to you, don't expect someone else to get as excited as you sometimes, but that's okay. And uh, over the week, the Lord, these guys are young. They could do the, he said, no, I want you to. And so I went to pastor. I didn't tell him what I was going to do, but I went to the Lord. And he said, to prepare yourself. Okay, so I began to study. He said, prepare yourself. So I began to pray. He said, prepare yourself. Darn, Lord, I don't like to fast. But he told me to fast. First day was awful. So I just said, body, if you don't shut up, I'm going to make you three days. <laughs> because I, you have to bring it under control. So I'm speaking basically to the youth. But the Lord just gave me, you know when you say, the word of the Lord came to you. That's not being arrogant. You better be humble. Because if he finds you good enough to talk to, you better be humble. So, Tyler, come right here. Joshua, come right here. Red, right here, okay. <laughs> Today, I'm going to be talking specifically to the youth. But in this church, there's no separation. He represents a generation that's going to come up and do exploits that we haven't seen. This guy is a generation that's preparing a de- generation and an older. I'm Caleb. Caleb said, I'm as good at 85 as I was at 40. Give me the hard country. So what we're going to do, and the Lord just showed this to show, I believe when you see a picture, it means something to you. We're going to get together. I want these guys to sing that last song that you sing about the generation shouting in one voice. I want you to hear something. Joshua and I don't always agree. You may even find that because I'm teaching it. No, no. <laughs> because the Lord speaks to us in a variety of ways. But what has happened in our country and probably around the world, these people have been left out. And the old people have been running the show. We messed it up. They would say, go fix it. You guys, now it's all yours. It's all yours. That's baloney. We're in this thing together. I don't care how old you are. You're not excused from doing the, the stuff. So anyway, lock arms. Sing. I'm from the ashes. Your love is brought us Look at it. out of the darkness into the light, lifting our sorrows, bearing our burdens, healing our hearts. To our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one song, to our God we lift up one voice. Singing hallelujah to our God we lift up one voice, to our God we lift up one voice, singing hallelujah. 
2014 is going to be an awesome year. The chains we have broken, eyes have been opened, an army of tribes is starting to rise. Death is defeated, we are victorious, you are That's a good deal. How does it feel to be able to win every fight? That's a good deal. Well, guess whose team we're on? We're on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want to thank Pastor Joshua because, to be, you know, I really love these guys and they're awesome. And I'm so thankful that God didn't leave them where they were, but he brought them here. I'm thankful for that. And you know, when the Lord spoke that to me last Sunday, how many know when the Lord speaks to you, you can doubt his thinking that you're good enough for him to hear, or you really have what? That's just the enemy trying to steal something from you. And I've learned that, but even that, I'm still here today with fear and trembling. Because I didn't know I was going to do this today. I knew I wanted to do this today. I believe the Lord wanted me to do it today, but I needed, I am under authority. Did you know that? Pastor Joshua, Pastor Jason are the people God put in authority over me, and I need to go to them before I do anything on my own. 
Now, that may not make good. Well, what if God tells you? If he tells you, he'll say, go get it, go get it confirmed. So I said, Lord, after he told me what to do, I said, okay, Lord, I'll do my part. But I need it confirmed that this is the word that you want to give today. Because, guys, I can always give a word. That wouldn't mean anything. You know, you've probably heard 30,000 sermons. And you probably can't remember over one or two of them. Well, it's kind of like going to, I've had, I figured it up yesterday. I've had 84,370 meals. And I can't remember just a couple of them. But every one of them nourished me. Every one of them nourished me. And I, wasn't, I just did what I was supposed to be doing. So I went, Thursday, Pastor Joshua said, what's the word? Well, the Spirit of the Lord has been on me all week. And I said, well, it's good. So he sat down and said, he started talking, he, he said, we got to talk, and he said, you know what? I was wondering why I couldn't get a message for today. What you're talking about, you need to share Sunday. Guys, now I know I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Because the Lord did what I confirmed it. And he confirmed it through my, my pastor. Before I start, I want to recognize, Janet, would you stand up? You guys need to, if you don't know this lady, she, she and her husband, George, this is, this is uh, uh, Dan Meyer's mother. And uh, they were here in the very beginning of Christ Center. She and George had a big input into what Christ Center is today because what they put in it, I'm not telling how many years ago, a number of years ago. But she, uh, her, George just went to be with the Lord a while back. Uh, they've had a tremendous ministry, uh, well known all over the world. But she's back now in Junction City, and we're so thankful you chose us today to worship with Jenna. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, I'm going to focus here. You guys, because the Lord wants to do something supernatural in your life today. Now, He's already done it, a lot of things, but he, today he's, he's going to be a specific thing. Could I have the scriptures up, please, uh, starting with, uh, which one? Timothy, 1 Timothy 18. This is God's, this is Paul's charge to Timothy, and I'm trying to set a stage. This is just the prelude to what we want to get to, but I want you to understand. God doesn't see you as little kids. How many of you are born again? You've asked Jesus into your heart. If you have, guess what? You are now a king and a priest and an ambassador of the Most High God, and you have authority wherever you go. You do. You have authority wherever you go. You change the atmosphere. I'm going to show you how. But this scripture says that I, this charge I commit to thee. And I want you to say, red is, commit, red is charging me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you. Okay, you get it? This charge I commit to the uh, child Timothy, according to the prophecies which have led the way to thee. This must be the King James. I read the, the, the uh, New American Standard, but I'll try to work it through this. <laughs> that by them they may have uh, war the good warfare. Well, let me see what it says. <laughs> <laughs> this commandment I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may fight the good fight. Now that makes a lot more sense to me than that one. 
So I'm going to read this, okay? You don't need to put them up anymore. Well, I'm old. I can get away with it. So I don't have one of those little doodads that you do like this, and it comes up there. Timothy 4.12. Now listen, guys. Listen to this. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, and purity, show yourself an example to those who believe. Now, notice here, Paul didn't say, you pastors, don't look down on Tyler's youth, or Solis, or the others, but he said, Tyler, don't let them look down on your youth. You're powerful. I've got to work for you. And they should, you, only one that can intimidate you is who? You. If you're intimidated, it's because you're intimidated. No one can intimidate you unless you give them permission. But Paul is saying to Timothy, Timothy, I know you're young, but you're powerful. And I'm telling you right now, don't you dare let them look down on your youth. You tell them what I've told you to say. And this is what the Lord God is telling you. I'm telling you things to say, and don't you let them look down on your youth. If you have a word of the Lord for me and you don't give it, you know what? God's going to spank you because you didn't obey. No, he won't spank you, but he can't bless you. And I won't be blessed. You won't be blessed. We miss out because we get it, let it get stolen from us because we let, look down on our youth. Then he says, um, let no one look, again, he said, let no one look down on your youth. Then he says, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. How many of you have spiritual gifts? You youth, not the old people, youth. <laughs> old people, how many of you use? No, I won't put that. Today, you're going to leave here with the gifts imparted to you by the elders of this church, just like they did back when he did it for Timothy. And we're going to call forth gifts out of you. We're going to call forth power out of you. We're going to call forth what's in you because, guys, you're going to need it in 2014 because God is getting ready to do something magnificent in the youth in 2014. Then he said, do not neglect the spiritual gifts which was bestowed upon you through the prophetic utterances with the laying on of hands by the prebistry, which is which are elders. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that you, your progress may be evident. Guys, if we're not producing evidence of the power of God in our life, we don't have it. I'm sorry to tell you. It's laying in here, but you've got to put it out there. You know, the thing I was hearing Pastor Joshua, I think might have triggered him. I recognize who I am. You know, what causes a seed to grow? Dirt. Well, the Lord planted a seed in this pile of dirt over there last Sunday. Over the week, he watered it with the word and, and, and with whatever. And today, I'm telling you right now, and I said unashamedly, I'm giving you a harvest, and he wants to plant seed in you that will go out and spread all over this valley and all over the world. And I'm telling you, God has it in store for you, but you have to receive it with a heart that is open and ready to have the word planted. If you don't, Satan will come and rob you just like that. Pull it out, and you say, wow, that was good, right? I, I, yeah, I, who, not me? Yeah, you. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teachings. 
How many of you know, know your teachers? You're born again? Fill with the Spirit? If you're not, you will be today. I'm, I'm serious. You will be today. And you are teachers. You're teachers. You say, I'm too young. Don't let, but don't say that. Persevere, uh, preserve these things for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for others that hear you. What's our job? What's Pastor, Pastor take the mic. What is our job at Christ Center? What you, how you harp on all the time? Are you talking about the body or are you talking about me? No, the body. What are you telling us to do? Extend the kingdom. How do we do it? Love God, love others, serve both. And go into all the world and share the good news everywhere. That's it. <laughs> Guys, that's our job. Sounds easy. It's not. Because the Holy Spirit won't let you do it by yourself. He loves to be with you when you do it. Timothy 1, 6 through 7 says, And for this reason I remind you, you kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear. If you're afraid, it doesn't come from God. So you can guess where it comes from. And that fear is given to you so you will not fulfill the purposes God has in your life. Fear of man, fear of failure, just fear. Guess what he said? Fear not. I didn't give you the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and a sound mind. Do you know you can think the, thing, the thoughts of God? He says it. He said, I've given you the mind of Christ. It just doesn't get much better than that. But you have to allow it to develop in you by fulfilling what God has put in you. And you know the thing that's really, the, one of the things that hinders us is that we really want to go out there and we really want to get out there where the fruit is. Well, you know where the fruit is on a tree? As far out on that limb as you can get the best fruits hanging away out there. Now, if you want to be a tree hugger, play it safe, and try to reach out, you're never going to get that beautiful fruit out there. You've got to get out on that limb where it's shaking, and you're like, whoa, the wind's blowing, and you're like, my goodness, can I ever get back? You will get back. But see, you don't need a miracle if you don't get out where the miracles need to be. If your plan is safe, you will never see the power of God moved in your life like He wants you to see it moved in your life. Then I jump down to Jeremiah. So I'm trying to sum the groundwork, guys. He said to Jeremiah, Before I formed you, in your, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Now, I want you to hear this. This is the Holy Spirit talking to you. Don't let your mind wander. Make your mind obey. Listen to the voice of God. He's talking to my spirit. Okay? Then he says, I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. Now, this is a little bitty guy. Young. Then I said, Oh, alas, Lord, behold, I don't have to speak, I'm just a youth. He says, shut up. Well, not exactly that way, but he said, no, don't you dare say I'm just a youth. I'm going to get your word, I'm going to put fire in your mouth, you're going to go out and speak, and you're going to change this nation because you're going to do exactly what I told you to do. 
Wasn't that exciting? I want you to say, who, me? (laughs) Yes, you. He anointed you. He appointed you. He's consecrated you. You guys have enough knowledge of the Word of God. If you've been with Jeff Starr, as long as you've been with Jeff Starr, and you don't know enough to preach a message, you haven't been listening. He's given you enough information, enough good stuff to go out and change the world if you never hear another message. You've got the message. In fact, you are the message. Okay, let's get down to the fun part. This is a guy called Elijah. How many have heard of Elijah? Boy, he was a fantastic guy. Oh, you know, you don't know anything about him. All of a sudden, says, and this Tishbite named Elijah appeared. Didn't say if he had a college degree. Didn't say where his family was from, which side of the tracks. He said this Tishbite, which meant he said he was from the settlers, which is probably the Lord group. He appeared. And I want why did he appear? Because Ahab and Jezebel had 400 prophets of Baal, or 450 prophets of Baal, 400 prophets of, is it Ashereth? Is that how you said? I don't want Janelle to correct me. Okay. Anyway, and they hated, they were killing all the prophets of Yahweh, who was the, who was the one true God. They were trying to wipe out the name of Yahweh, the name of the true God from all of Israel. They hated him. And Jezebel fed those 850 at her table. So they were into this Baal worship. And they were killing the prophets. Now, so set the scene. What are they doing? They're trying to, if you even mention it, you're dead. They're killing those prophets that were proclaiming that, that Yahweh is the true God. And they were just killing them. So here comes this Tishbite. Elijah. Walks on and says, Ahab, it's not going to rain for three and a half years or until I tell it to. Now you think about that. This guy had full authority to kill you just like that. And he told him and said, and then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Now I want to tell you something. That word of the Lord wouldn't have come to Elijah if he hadn't obeyed this first thing of going to Ahab and proclaiming what he's told him. Now you think about that. You live in Oregon. You go up to the governor. Governor, if you pass that bill, it's not going to rain in Oregon for three and a half years. <laughs> Woo! Well, that's what Elijah did. And then the, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. This is really gets fun. So they go down to the brook, Cherubeth. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Now remember, he said, go there. Guys, it's important that we listen to when he says, go there. Levita, take the mic. Would you give Levita the mic? By the way, this is my wife, if you don't know. I, wanna, I, I just wanted to ask her to, to share this because it's important that when you're here and you're supposed to be there and you're not sure what the Holy Spirit will do for you. Share it, honey. Several years back, um, go ahead. can you hear me? Red and I attended YWAM in Tyler, Texas to a a discipleship training school. At the end of the classroom teachings, we were preparing to go on an outreach. We chose to go to Haiti, and so our group got together. Our leaders were in the early 20s. We had two of them. 
we were in over 40. <laughs> <laughs> Way over 40. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, they, they, uh, we, went, we chose to go with them. And they, um, they had us fast for two days to pray about going and uh, being part of the team and what the Lord was speaking to us. At the end of the two days, we came together into a, a gymnasium to pray and continue um, uh, seeing what the Lord wanted. About that time, we were in a circle holding hands with each other. About that time, two of our base leaders came into our uh, presence and said, we need to interrupt this because we need to tell you something. We just got word that the United States of America has, is shipping home every missionary and every American that's in Haiti. That there is a, an election coming up in two weeks and there's a civil war going on and there's killings and we want you to know what you're facing. You need to pray to the Lord and think what, uh, what you are to do, each one individually, because your life could be in danger. And I'm standing there, and I thought, Lord, you know I only want to be a short-term missionary. <laughs> it, it was never my desire to be a long-term missionary. And Lord, I can't, this is one time I cannot rely on Red making up uh, what we're to do, because I know what he's going to do. But my life is in danger. I have family at home. I have children, grandchildren. And I thought... And as, as we stood there and we started praying, holding each other's hands, and I thought, Lord, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And so I took the hands on either side of me and gave them to each other, and I started stepping back, and I turned and I walked out the building. I opened my eyes, and I was still in the circle, and I was confused. And I said, Lord, what's going on? I saw myself leave. And I heard this voice, and he said, yes, self left. And what is left, I can do something with you. And immediately, there was such a peace that came over me. It was like someone had just wrapped me up, and I wasn't alone. And he said, and by the way, you won't have to shed your blood. I've already done that. I went to Haiti. Amen. Not only did she go to Haiti, but she ministered powerfully in Haiti. And so, but I want you to hear something. She was here. Her blessing was there. But she had to get from here to there and she had the assurance of the Lord if you go there I'll bless you our lives have been powerfully blessed they've been powerfully blessed and guys it's not just for for us it's for he said for whosoever will you be you be uh, obedient and willing <laughs> there you go You'll be willing and obedient. You will eat the fat of the land. I'll give you houses you didn't build. Oh, you know all that stuff. Well, why? Let's get it. The fruit is really good out on that limb out there. 
All right. So anyway, Elijah went to the brook. Guess what? There was provision. How do you know, how do you know where he found the right spot? Where the ravens would drop the food? They can fly faster than he can walk. They had the food there for him. He stayed there, I don't know how long, until the brook dried up. Why'd the brook dry up? There's no rain. Why there's no rain? He said it's not going to rain. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes your prayers may not come out just exactly like you want. It may cause you a little bit of problem. But it's still, if God said it, who cares? So he was at the brook, thirsty. The Lord said, go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow there to care for you. And you know, you look at the New Testament, it said there, there's tons of widows there, but God had only declared this. He said, I have commanded a widow to take care of you. So now, remember, he was there, he was here in uh, uh, Tishbite country, but he had to go there to where Ahab was. He was here with Ahab. And he had to go there to the brook. And he's there at the brook. You know, God, are you, are you schizophrenic? You keep changing your mind. I'm happy here eating this meat and drinking this water. He said, no, you're, no that's, not what, that's not where you're blessed. Go there. So he got up and went to Zarephath. Now, I'm just telling you the story. You go back and read it. It's an awesome, but put yourself in the story. He walked up, here's this little lady out getting sticks. That was the one. He knew it was the one. I think, you know why he knew the one? She was doing something. And she was doing what she could possibly do. So he said, uh, 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 hey, bring me a glass of water. And she immediately went. Because why? She was a servant. She went you know when the Lord said, if you bring a cold glass of water, you've done it unto me? He, he asked for a glass of water. Now, I'm not trying to put a lot of stuff. I'm just saying this is what happened. And, 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 and by the way, make me a biscuit. She said, all I've, the reason I'm collecting these sticks, all I've got is a little bitty jar of oil and a little bitty jar of flour, and I'm just going to cook it, and my son and I are going to eat it, and we're going to die. That's what I'm here for. Well, now, what confuses me sometimes, the Lord told us, I have commanded that woman to take care of you. Why wasn't she waiting there like this? I don't know. I think I know. She got to looking at her circumstances. I'm not sure I can do that, Lord. After all, I just got this. So what did Elijah do? He had to build her faith. He said, uh, hey, hear my word. Do as I say. She said, she had recognized him as a man of God already. Do as I say. But bring, or go do as you wish, but first of all, you bring me a biscuit first. Now she didn't have enough to make for her and her son. But he said, you make it. How selfish. Now, if Red Crab did that today, there's a little widow out here, walk by and she's cracked a stick, and going to eat, and I said, you feed me. They'd throw me in jail for abuse, elderly, or whatever. <laughs> you took her money? You took her food? You took the very last drop? But Elijah said, you bring it to me. She obeyed the man of God. Now guys, this is a, this is a, a lesson for you. 
There are men of God in your life speaking to you. There's prophetic utterances being given over you. If you will obey the man of God, you will get the blessing of God because he's speaking to you. Now, so she brought in the biscuit. An interesting thing happened. It didn't say, like over where Elisha prayed and the, the, got tons of oil that wasted, you know, and the vats were full. Every day, it said, it never ran out. She had to believe every day that this man of the God was doing what he told her to do, and she'd bring him a biscuit first, and they would supply. The next day, the next day. I believe that's God's plan. We're dependent on him every day. Every day we're to be dependent on him for our substance. We're dependent on him for our health. We're dependent on him for our finances. Everything, we're, we're dependent upon him. And I believe that's the story. Well, anyway, that, now that, he was there. It doesn't say what he did, other than he just ate biscuits and oil, kept running for the lady. But it said, then the voice of the Lord came to him. He heard the word of the Lord. It said, go see Ahab. Now, you got to remember, Ahab had mad at him. He's gone all through the whole land and said, you find him, you kill him. And if I find out you're protecting him, I'm going to kill you. Now that's pretty challenging. And but Elijah, the word of the Lord came to him and he went. Now you know he was there in, in, in Zarephath. Now he had to go back. to that. He's there now. was back where he was. Went up to Obadiah. Said, Obadiah, go tell Ahab the I want to see him. Obadiah said, hey, 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 you know what's going to happen. So you know that I've hid 50, uh, 100 prophets in these caves while they were killing all the others. And you know, I've been, I've been, I really love God and I served all my youth. And you're asking me to go commit suicide. He said, no, I will meet him. So Obadiah, again, had to take the word. Obadiah, the word of the Lord didn't come to Obadiah and said, Go. The word of the Lord came to the man of God who told Obadiah to go. Guys, I'm telling you, it takes more faith to obey the word of a man of God than it does if you get a direct word from God. You have to trust the man of God. Ed Gillespie is a, is a man of God I trust. Now, Ed Gillespie wouldn't be sitting here today with such a with restoration going all over the world if he hadn't have heard God and obey God. But Tom Crabb said, no, there wouldn't be a successful cowboy pastor today traveling all over if he hadn't believed that man of God heard God and went with him and did. Guys, it's, to me, it, it's simple. Just obey. You know the voice of the Lord. Anyway, he met, a light, he met Ahab. Ahab said, you rotten troublemaker. He looked at him and said, it's not me that's a troublemaker. It's you and your family because you have moved away from the one true God. You've tried to wipe out the name of God. It's you that's troubled this land. Woo. Now, here's a really interesting thing. A man of God with the word of God is always in charge wherever he goes. Because he said, now you, Ahab, you call all of, all of Israel together and all those 850 prophets and you meet me at Mount Carmel. Now, who's the boss now? Ahab, Ahab goes out, calls them all. They go up to Mount Carmel. And you know the story there. They had a, when they had a, he, he was wanting a showdown. And they had a showdown. And the Baal prophets, you've you, you read the story. You know. 
Finally, he said, hey, guys, he's asleep. He's, he's out. He started mocking them. Now, I'm not encouraging mocking people, but, you know, he was, now he's beginning to feel pretty doggone good. Then he said, okay, you've had your, they took it all day. He said, you've had your shot. Now, how long will you waver between two opinions? If Baal is God, serve him. If Yahweh is God, serve him. Okay. Bring me the bull. Put him ready for the altar. Put 12 stones. Rebuilt the altar of the Lord. Built 12 stones. Said, okay, now. Dig a big ditch around it. Fill it full of straw. Fill it full of whatever. Fill it full of everything. That is, and you've got to remember now, it had been a drought for three and a half years. Things were, he could have had spontaneous combustion. And they said, well, it was just, you just put enough straw together. You know, straw gets wet, it'll, it'll, he said, pour water on it. Pour more water on it. Oh, pour more water on it. Okay, God. If you're God, send fire. First time ever fire had been called from heaven. Now, he didn't have a precedent Say, okay. Now, fire did come from heaven with, with Solomon one time, but he didn't call for it. God sent it. Send fire if you are God. Ate everything. Rocks, bull, straw, water. They said, oh, my God. Yahweh is God. Okay. Here's, the, here's where I want you guys to hear. A man of God with the word of God, who will obey the voice of God. He didn't know over here that he was going to get to go here. It came a step of obedience and faith at a time. And what happened? The whole nation had a revival. He killed all 850 prophets. Now, why did God do that? I'm not even getting into that. I don't know. But he slaughtered them. They had a, and then he told his guy, he said, okay, the Lord already told him, I'll, you, you, you do this thing, but I'll send rain. He knew it was coming. Remember, he told his, his sidekick, go check the weather. And there was a, finally he came back into the sunset. There's a cloud the size of a hand, a man's hand. If you look at the Mediterranean, since it's called this side, you're not going to think much about it. He said, you go tell Ahab, Get in his chariot and get out of here because it's going to rain. He's going to get stuck here. So his, he told, now Ahab's taking direction from Elijah. He jumps in his chariot, takes off. Now, guys, when the anointing of the Lord is on you, you can do some supernatural strange things. He took off. Elijah said he girded his loins. I mean, he pulls his stuff up, stick him in his pants. He took off. The first marathon ever. He ran, well, not 20, he ran 20 miles and beat the horse in the carriage there. Now, guys, that's, that's movement. He did it. Why? He had never got to do that if he hadn't gone over here at the first and say, it's not going to rain. If he hadn't gone. You see the, the progress I'm trying to tell you. Guys, you're going to get a word of the Lord. But if you don't act on that word, you'll never get the next word. Because God would, he, he's not going to give you something he has to judge us, about, judge us on. So guys, it's important. Now these are his successes. 
I'll, I'll close here in just a couple of seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm circling the field. <laughs> okay. Those are his successes. But I want to tell you, this, guys, this is for you guys too, you, you pastors. He had had a tremendous ministry. He had done supernatural things. Nobody had ever raised, oh, by the way, he raised the ladies, the, was there a child from the dead. That had never happened before. He didn't have the book that we've got that's got precedent in it. He was, he, was, he was on the cutting edge, let's put it that way. He was on the way back. Ahab goes and tells Jezebel, you know what that Elijah did? He went and killed all your prophets. She said, you go tell him, send a messenger, that if I don't do the same thing to him tomorrow, may the God do the same thing to me. Now, well, I'm wondering why she didn't send a soldier rather than a messenger. I think she knew she couldn't, but that's just my opinion. What happened to Elijah? Scared the bejabers out of him. It did. He took off running, hiding under a little bush. And oh, God, what am I going to do? Did God tell him to the bush? No. He began to self begin to take over. He began to have a pity party. He began to say, oh, my goodness. Scared of a woman. Now, I'm scared of the woman. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he was, this woman making that a statement scared him so bad, he lost his anointing. He lost his anointing. He lost his influence. He lost his power right there. Right? He gave it away. He ran, took off. Angels came to him and fed him and tried to get him back on his feet again. Took him 40 days to go about 10 miles because he was going like this and that, hiding and all this stuff. He got to the cave of Horeb, ran into the cave and hid. Now here's a man. I want you to get the picture. Look at, look at this, what he did. In the cave hiding, afraid. You know, and he said, Lord, I just want to die. He didn't want to die. All he had to do was go see Jezebel. If he really wanted to die, just go see Jezebel. She'd take care of that for him. He didn't want, but he was having a self-pity party because, guys, that's what Blue Monday is. You do supernatural things here on this sun. I've heard you guys talk about it, so I'm telling you. And go home, and the, and the enemy starts beating you. I said, boy, I wonder if they got it. I wonder if that was really the word of the Lord. Oh, my goodness. You start beating yourself up. Don't. Because... What happened to Elijah? He hid in the cave. The Lord didn't give up on him. He came and said, Elijah, now listen to this. What are you doing here? Get the difference? He wasn't there. He was here. And the Lord says, Elijah, what are you doing here? Oh, God, I'm the last one left. I'm the only one. I've, I've, been, oh, I've been faithful to you, Lord. You know I've been faithful to you. And they're here. She's trying to kill me. And, all. and started bawling and squalling. The Lord says, Elijah, get out of the cave. Go out in front. He didn't do it. You know why I know he didn't do it? The wind came by. The earthquake came by. And Elijah thought, well, God's not there. God. Then he heard this still, small voice said, come out here now. So he didn't obey. He went out, and what did the Lord tell him? He gave him three assignments, which he didn't fulfill. You can read it for yourself. He said, okay, Elijah, I want you to go uh, make Jeru king of Israel. And it starts with an H as king of Aram. And I want you to anoint Elisha 
as a prophet in your place. You want to be replaced? Don't obey God. You want to be replaced? Get feeling sorry for yourself. Get into pity parties. Don't let two people show up, you and the devil. That's it. And he'll, t- he'll eat your lunch. But don't do it. You've got to know you are powerful. So today, Tom, we're going to do some things. Guys, the Lord told me I'm sending them into a mission field just like a, uh, Elijah went into that mission field. They're trying to eliminate God from the society. You're in a mission field. I'm not knocking the public school. I'm just saying this is a fact. All you have to do is read. They don't want Jesus Christ mentioned. They don't want the Bible talked about. You can talk about anything you want, but you can't do that. You can't do Christmas. You can't do this. Because it relates, you might offend people because it mentions the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not espousing you go and, and set up a revolution. I'm telling you, a word of the Lord to a man or a woman of God can change the atmosphere everywhere you go. And you are those men and women that God is sending out into a mission field. This is for the college age too. Now, here's what I heard, and then we're going to do something else. I've asked Tom to sing this because, guys, Jesus won the war, but we're supposed to be mopping up. And we're taking back what belongs to us. The kingdom of heaven is to be established on this earth now. Or otherwise he wouldn't say, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Go ahead, Tom. Well, I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. It's a sound of praise. It's a sound of war. The army of the Lord. The army of the Lord. The army of the Lord is marching on. Okay, you stand. I didn't hear much of a sound either. (laughs) Now, I want to hear a sound. You know what scares the bejabers out of the enemy? He hears this marching. I want you to, we're going to march, okay? You're in the military. You're in the army of the Lord. I'll bet, I'll bet your dad knows how to march. I'll bet he knows how to teach you how to march. Because he'd been there. But Okay, Tom. Now, guys, put some action to it. This is you. And God said, you're my warrior. You're my warrior. Not you or you or you. You. Put Okay, go ahead, Tom. I hear the sound of the armies of the Lord. I hear the sounds of the armies of the Lord. It's a sound of praise. It's a sound of war. The army of the Lord. The army of the Lord. The army of the Lord is marching on. We're marching together to battle, sound of victories in our ranks, and the sword of the Lord is in our hands. The glory of the King is upon us, the enemy has been defeated, the enemy has been defeated by our praise. Well, I hear the sounds of the army of the Lord, 
I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. It's a sound of praise. It's a sound of war. The army of the Lord. The army of the Lord. The army of the Lord is marching on. We're marching together to battle. Sound of victories in our ranks. And the sword of the Lord is in our hands. The glory of the King is upon us. The enemy has been defeated. The enemy has been defeated by our praise. Hallelujah. I hear the sound. Of the army of the Lord, I hear the sound when Junction of the City army High of the Lord. Scores a touchdown and beats their mayor. You don't go. What do you do? Tell me what you do. The army of the Lord. We win. This is we win. The army of the Lord is marching. Hallelujah! You may be seated, guys. Today, I've, I've alerted the elders and their wives. They're not quite ready for me. I don't want these guys. They, I just love Paul and these guys. They're awesome. Paul? No, he's not going to do this. You're going to do this on the guitar. Huh? Oh, 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 okay. I, I, know, I know Tom's good, but he's not that good. <laughs> All right. The, Lord is, the word of the Lord came to red saying, I want to empower these youth to go out and be doers of the word because they've heard enough. All the word that you've planted in your heart, you've heard over and over. But it said, unless, James said, unless you're a doer of the word, you deceive yourself. You don't want to be deceived. Now, does doing the word mean you're always comfortable? If that was the case, Daniel would have been in trouble. Hebrew children in trouble. You go through all the great heroes that we read about. Oh, man, it'd be great. No, they were just like you. In fact, the scripture says Elijah was a man just like us, with the same nature as us. So that means he wasn't anything special. He just had a word and obeyed. So I've asked these guys to put this song together, and this is important. They're going to sing it, and then uh, Joshua's going to continue. Elders, Wives, I want you to come up front. But before you come up front, I'll tell you, I'll, you're going to do that after this song. And I'll give you your next instruction that the Lord told me. Go. We are standing. Moses went to 
the burning bush and heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord said, Moses, take your shoes off. This is holy. Guys, this is so holy today for you. I, I know that I know that I know. You know, God gave me this gift, but he didn't give it to me for me. He gave it to me for you. And elders, wives, you're entering holy ground. Take your shoes off and come up here. you guys just to just to be out here kids God hadn't changed his mind he still says lay hands on the sick and they recover he said gifts are imparted by the laying on of hands of the elders and I want you to notice something all the elders aren't men Ladies, it could have been Deborah, she got the word of the Lord. Esther got the word of the Lord. And by the way, I think Mary, Jesus' mother, got the word of the Lord. So he's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of obedience. You know, when you disobey God, he doesn't get mad at you. When you're not walking in obedience, he doesn't want to make it hard on you. You make it hard on yourself. If he tells me to, Red, you want a drink, go over there to the well. I said, well, I'm waiting on the Lord to give me a drink. I didn't obey. I'm going to starve. Obedience. He said, obedience is better than sacrifice. I just want you guys to know that this church, this tribe called Christ Center, from top to bottom wants to be one unit with, the, with you and with the living God. I want the, I'm, how many of you are tired of being sick and tired? I am. I want the power. I want that. When you, we come out, when you receive the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do today to you guys, with you guys, some of you guys may already may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. If you haven't, you're going to come up and God's going to do it today. That's his method. For you need power. I prayed in the Spirit more this week than I have probably for the last six because I didn't know everything. I just needed the, the voice of the Lord. These people here are going to lay hands on you if you want to. Now, you don't have to. God will love you. Jesus loves you. You can still go to heaven. But you're not going to have near as much fun on the way as you do when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and obey God and get to see the signs and wonders and miracles. I'll tell you, they're all around us, just waiting on us. But they're going to lay hands on you, anoint you, impart gifts to you, and that's all I can tell you until the Lord gives the next word. Okay, guys, go ahead, Joshua, and just uh, you girls want to come down and pray? Okay, so guys, if you're bashful, I just wish somebody could have talked to me like this when I was 14, 15, 16. It would have saved me a lot of trouble. This is for the kids. Well, this is for the little guys. You're, go, you're going to come. We're going to come back to you, buddy. We're going to come back to you. That's Pastor. See, my job is to take care of the youth and inspire them. Josh has got to get you old guys on fire. Okay. Okay. So they're going to sing, play holy ground. Come on up and just be, have an impartation. Okay. 
and then you're going to do something. Okay? Come. Come. Don't be bashful. You elders and wives, impart gifts. Healing. Gifts of healing. Gifts of words of knowledge. Gifts of of, uh, of uh, deliverance. Just gifts to minister. Gifts to, to serve. All the gifts. Hallelujah. Father, I release this young man to be everything you created him to be. Father, I call for the the power of God to be upon him. Lord, I release the gift of healings. I release the gift of working of miracles. I release, Lord, his ability now to hear the voice of God and obey, to walk in the power and authority in the name of Jesus. I bless him now, Lord. Father, I speak today. I'm asking you to baptize him in the Holy Spirit and fire. Baptize him in the Holy Spirit and fire. Let the fire of heaven come, Lord, erasing everything that he would hold back. He can give it all to you. In Jesus' name, I speak blessings on him, Lord. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. 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 Just join somebody. Just hold on to somebody here. And just, amen. Bless God. Bless God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Once, once you've been prayed for, step back and just start praying. Just start praying over the group. Then I want you all to stay here. Just step back and just continue to pray. Don't, don't be visiting. Just, just You guys just pray for everybody that's up here. There's some over here if you need more. There's, people, there's openings over here. Power over here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Once you've been prayed for, once you've been prayed for, stay up. Stay up and be part of the prayer group. You're the support group for those that are being prayed for. You're, you now have a new anointing, a new empowering. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we release gifts of teachings upon these young people. We release gifts of healing, working of miracles, words of utterance, prophetic utterances, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of service. We release it on our youth, Lord. We release it on them, Father. And we give you blessings. We give you praise. We give you honor in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are mindful of us. Hallelujah. Father, in this tribe, we don't look down on their youth. We're excited about their youth. We're excited about their exuberance. We're excited about their zeal. And we release them and free them to be all that you have built them and committed them to be. In Jesus' name. Do you have a song? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Parents, if you need to go get your kids, if you could quietly go get them, that's fine. I'm prepared to stay all day, but that's just me. You don't have to. But if you want to get your children, you, you're, you certainly are welcome to.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Have you been prayed for? Bless God. Hallelujah. Guys, I'm not asking you to how did you feel. We're talking about by faith we receive. By faith we receive. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We don't want to rush, but as soon as you're all, I want you right there. God. Bless God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for honoring us and being in our presence today. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Bill, don't leave. Don't leave. Bless God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want all of you that have been prayed for, I want to, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to just take this as yourself, even though I'm speaking, and I want you to speak it out loud, and you're speaking it to yourself. And it's important, you guys. God's going to give you a supernatural language. It may not come today, but it will, but you have to desire it. And that's part of your equipment. I want you to pray this prayer, okay? Father, I recognize my need for your power to live a new life and an abundant life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive it right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for baptizing me with the Holy Spirit. You are welcome in my life. Amen. You know, I just, all I can say is congratulations. You have just been filled with the Spirit of God. Be expecting supernatural things. Amen. Amen. Now, 
elders, you guys are, you guys are excused. I do want, these guys are going to do a little ministry service. Come up close. Come up close. Guys, young people, come up close. I want you to raise your hand out there if you need a touch of the living God. Just raise your hand. There's one back there. A couple go get Bill. Bill always has, he needs help for the Holy Spirit. Anybody else? These are powerful people. Over there. Hey, guys, look around. Oh, there's a hand up right over there. There's a hand. There's two hands up over there. There's hands up over here. Guys, you're now equipped to minister in the power and anointing of the living God. Go get her done. Parents, thank you for indulging me today. But I really believe God has turned a page for 2014 in the lives of our kids, in our own lives. But everything I've said today is also good for the whole tribe. Amen.